Journal Updated, a podcast about video games. That's right. (laughs) I'm joined by Molly. Hi. How's it going? Uh, It's going pretty good. We played played a tiny, tiny little video game. Yeah, because Christmas. Because Christmas. Uh, How is 2022 feeling so far? Uh, We are not in it yet. But this comes out on the first, so right. how is 2021? 2022? How's 2022? <laughs> I, uh, how, uh, how are you liking it so far? I'm here, let me, to a good let start. me project myself into the future of like January 1st, 6 a.m. Central Time. Uh, so far, so good. I'm still asleep. <laughs> uh, but when people are hearing this, it is, uh, of course, New January Year's 1st. <laughs> yeah. Um... I think we're off to a great start. That thing just happened, so we'll see how that pans out. Can um, can we? The queen beat... is dead. That's true. Before twenty twenty two, don't <laughs> fucking lie. <laughs> That's been true since like two months ago. Um, I've played even more video games. I don't know about that one. What did you play this? That week? doesn't sound like you. <laughs> I watched five movies in the last 48 hours. Yeah. Like a <laughs> weird a feeling. I've been reading books. Yeah, I don't... Nor do you game. Yes. All right. Okay. Okay. I put um, 18 or 20 hours into Dungeon Encounters. That's so true. You did do that. Yeah. Um, I am still playing Forza Horizon 5. <laughs> that's been pretty good. I've been logging in for those mm. those weekly challenges. Uh, and it's pretty funny to do those. It's, it usually takes a couple hours every night just to knock out the week, and that's it. Or not every night, but, you know, like one night a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that game's still fun. I like driving the cars. Uh, and then I played... I was mostly playing uh, Final Fantasy XIV and Walker, that new shit, uh, that I, I won't talk too much about it, uh, just because it's been a pain in the ass to try and play that game recently, so I don't know who's got up and who's not. Um, if you is, wanted to talk about it, we could like just have that talk, and I could slice it at the end if you wanted. Uh, like, if you've got something to say about it, we can always just—I can cut it, put it at the end of the episode for people to avoid for spoilers. Uh, we can. I mean, if you want, sure. I mean, if you have something you wanted to say about it, sure. Uh, I was just gonna say it's very—I uh, don't think it works the way they try to put so much like emotional weight on your character who like for all intents and purposes barely exists in this world mm-hmm. uh despite the fact that everybody thinks you're the hero or whatever like they're like, oh you've sacrificed so much for us and it's like i just kind of pay 15 bucks a month like it's not really it's not that deep you know yeah uh it's it's weird to have that i don't think it works in mmo storytelling it works if like the guy i was playing was a guy who has voice sure. lines or something but um yeah, the the story of the character you're playing is mostly I'm bored on Thursday night and I wanted to finish the playing the Final Fantasy story. It felt to me when I was playing Final Fantasy 14 that um I was kind of taken care of like like my character didn't seem to like want for anything because it's not really. Low. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm just like hanging out with all the world leaders uh you know Booting around on this airship, going all over the world, doing all this stuff. And it's like, I'm pretty sure I'm an agent of the state at this point. So 
Yeah, you're you're definitely working for the CIA. Yeah. I'm just chilling in hotels across Galbradia. Eorzea? Galbranth. Galbadia? What the fuck? Gardania. Gardania? Garlia. Are you thinking of Eorzea? Which is the continent that you're from in that game. But Garland. The Gradania? No, Garlamald. Garlamald. Oh. I got there. (laughs) Did you? (laughs) I don't think you got there. I got there. Garlamald. Garlamald. Uh huh. Um, anyway, I don't think, um, they did anything to help Xenos not be, like, one of the least interesting villains I've ever had to deal with. Uh, and they put a lot of, like, they, they suggest that your character cares a lot about that situation when I'm like, bro, I'm just, I do not care about any of these people. Like, these guys just kind of suck, uh, and I would like to get rid of them, and it's not, like, a emotionally invested thing. Virginia Valentine does not care about Xenos. That's so true. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's different so. from Z-Mus, right? The fuck is a Z-Mus? The guy from Final Fantasy IV. He's purple and bald. I've never played that. You don't actually fight him because he becomes Zeromus before you fight him. Uh, which is just the personification of his hate. That sounds like they're the same guy. Huh. Who'd have thought? Who'd have thought? It just sounds like they're the same guy. Uh, yesterday, I think I fought the super boss from Final Fantasy IX, the big orb guy. He's just a raid boss. Orb guy? Ozma? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's, right? just, just he's just he's just in a... Ass. I think that's right. Ogma, maybe. Ozma, Final Fantasy Ozma. fourteen. Yeah, it's Ozma. Orb. Well, there you go. Orb. Orb who turns into <clears throat> a cube. Wait, have they ever put Yasmat in the 14? I don't know what the fuck that is. It was the, like, huge, huge super boss from Final Fantasy XII that had, like, 45 million hit points or whatever. It's like, oh, you just have to set up your gambits and then you can beat him easily, but it takes, like, 40 minutes of gameplay. What's it called? Yasmat? Y-I-A-Z-M-A-T? The first result is... Yasmat Final Fantasy fourteen. So yeah, probably. Damn. Just a big fucked up dragon. Yeah, they put him in there. I assume it was during Stormblood because the whole um the whole multi party raid in Stormblood was um uh Evilise, is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. It was Evilise themed, so I never got much into the other Evilise games, but I liked twelve quite a bit. Yeah, they, that whole that whole um, uh, raid in the expansion was about that. Mm-hmm. And then the one for Shadowbringers was near, obviously. Oh, of course, yes. Mm-hmm. And this one is... Uh, I don't know what they've said yet. Maybe it'll be Chrono Trigger. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> don't think they're going to do that one. Uh there's a lot of Final Fantasy IV stuff uh, because you go to the moon in this. Oh. Yeah. That's weird because the other 
the last time was the one with Shadowbringer, so like Dark Knight Paladin stuff. But the Dark Knight was introduced in Heavensward, you see, so it wasn't really. Well, you know. But if you anyway, know a character like Zemus, and you're going to the moon, that does sound. Are there dwarves? Uh, dwarves are in Shadowbringers. Shit. Cloud of Darkness. Give me something. Cloud of Darkness is in the basic game. It's it's one of the raid bosses. She's pretty cool. She's alright. <clears throat> X death. Okay. I'm- uh, and then on this weekend when we're recording this, uh, on Christmas Eve, I played through all of Metal Gear Rising Revengeance for the first time. <laughs> but uh, did you ever go back for the DLC, or are you good? No, I'm not gonna pay for that shit. Okay. It's got story content though. I that's the last <laughs> thing I want from this game. Are you fucking kidding me? There's also the story ex- was awful. You play as Sam and you fight uh Armstrong on the top of a skyscraper and then you fight you play as uh, Blade Wolf and you fight the extra member of the Desperados that didn't make it into the full game. Okay. Um that's great. So tell no, me about revi- re- revising vengeance, re- Metal Gear Rising. Rising, Revengeance. Yes. Uh, that game. I really like the parts where you chop the guys up. Mm-hmm. The that part of the game is great. Um, and every time they're like, "Hey, Raiden, do stealth," I'm like, "Shut the fuck up! I'm here to cut guys up with swords. I'm not here to just sneak around." I don't know why that's in there. Because Metal Don't Gear understand. is a I know it's a Metal franchise. Gear. I know, but it, if you're gonna make the game, just make the game. Either do one or the other. You're not doing both. Did you, uh, you know, grind for S ranks on all the fights? Fuck no. <laughs> Fuck no. Um, I what I did, I did beat it on normal, and then immediately start up New Game Plus hard mode, mm-hmm. uh, which was pretty fun. Uh, I did not. I think I got through the sewer. I think mm. I finished the sewer level and then stopped for the night. This game is uh, responsible for me thinking that Mastiff was a type of ape for years. What? The gorilla-shaped robots in that game are called Mastiffs. And I so just So you just thought... assume that was a type of gorilla. Yeah. I guess I see where you're coming from if you don't know. Um. So for years, I thought Mastiff was a type of ape uh it's actually a dog yeah yeah correct nora facts nora facts um yeah so that, that game's pretty fun i like the part where he says rules of nature everybody everybody mm-hmm. was right about that part that part's good um but i thought the story was just the dog shit worst uh and and granted like i've never played another metal gear game uh, I played this one because Luke wanted me to, and I was like, yeah, sure, it's seven bucks right now, I'll do that. Uh, but, um, yeah, I don't know, I just don't think you should make the end of your game like, oh yeah, we saved all the kids' brains and then made them do child labor. Happy mm-hmm. ending. They're like, it's uh, better than putting them back out on the streets, and I'm like, I guess mildly, yeah. It's better than having them be child soldiers. Right, I'm like, dude, this is not a good... <laughs> This sucks, man. Can you give me your song opinions for revising? Revising, 
Metal Gear, the one you played. <laughs> Are you good? Yeah, I'm good. Um, I didn't really, like, get deep into the music. Did any of them hit anywhere near as well as uh, Rules of Nature? No. Okay, fair enough. They They did not. I really liked the soundtrack and listened to all those songs a bunch at the time, which was uh It's not like it's not bad. Don't get me wrong. It just mm-hmm. none of them struck me. Uh well these the versions of the songs that are in the game, I believe are like remixes, and if I remember right, I didn't really gel with the original oh weird like, versions of those songs. Um but the other thing is that the monsoon boss fight is so tedious. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just sucks ass. Uh, How are you going to cut him into pieces when he's already in pieces? You know, when he's already in pieces. Yeah, uh-oh. Um, it, that's not even the part that bothers me. The part that bothers me is how long it takes for him to, like, set up the, I'm going to throw a big wheel thing at you, and it's going to spit out exploding barrels. I'm just like, okay, I guess I'll just run back and forth for, like, a full minute while you do this animation. Uh, and then when he starts throwing the stuff, when he, when he throws the stuff at you and you have to chop it up, that's cool, but it was really only cool the first time. (laughs) After that, it's like, okay, I guess we're doing this again and I can't damage you for a while. I guess I'm just stuck in this boss fight. When, uh, Armstrong throws like buses at you or whatever. Oh my fucking God. That's the worst part for me, especially when I was like trying to play it on a harder difficulty. The fact that you have to get your ass beat like three or four times by Armstrong before it lets you do the proper boss fight, just just awful design. I get that he's supposed to be big strong, but (laughs) I just don't fucking care. My god. But you also don't, you also have to not immediately die. Yeah, but it it just, it just sucks because you, I mean, you're not there to beat him. Yeah, but you're not there to beat him, but you're not there to lose either. You're there to like thread the needle of doing enough damage to trigger losing, but not to just outright die. I think that's just as bad. No, I'm saying it's worse. <laughs> okay, <laughs> just as long as we're on the same page here. <laughs> it's cool to get into the fight and be like, oh shit, I have to like use hand-to-hand combat now. But also, it's like... It's also just like, obviously, like, okay, can we just move on to the thing? I know, listen, that wolf has been holding on to the Sam sword for, like, the last hour. I know he's gonna give it to me at some point. Can we just get a move on here? Um, and then he did. And I was like, great. Cool sword, though. Yeah, sword's cool. Um, oh, and the other thing is that the Metal Gear Excelsior boss fight is just the worst. Mm Mm-hmm. Again, takes forever. No real reason why... Uh, it should do that, except to be annoying. I don't know, No, it's supposed to be a set piece. You have to wait for the one tendril to come down so you can run up on it. <laughs> I don't remember Ryden doing that. <laughs> I didn't no, know that was that me the technique. whole time it was happening. <laughs> uh, but don't, aren't you, like, interested in the, the song that plays? Collective no! consciousness? No, yeah. I'm not. I am playing the video game. <laughs> um. Anyway, then I played a good game. Uh, called Loop Hero, uh, mm-hmm. which is as close as you get to like an idle game <laughs> without actually making an idle game. I think it's very close. Um, it's very cool. You you're a guy, and the whole world is gone, but you can kind of remember it slowly. Uh, and to do this, the game hands you like a meadow card, and then you put it on the board, uh, and then you get like plus two HP every time a new day happens or whatever. 
and there's little slimes on the path. You kill the slimes, and when you do that, you get like forests and or um, villages or vampire mansions or ruins and stuff like that. And you put them on the board, and they spawn different kinds of enemies. Uh, and you get gear and stuff. It's very cool. You don't actually interact with it a lot besides like changing out your gear. It, the game fights for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then between like you go around the board and every time you do a loop, uh, you can go back and like save your resources that you gathered uh, or you can keep going. Uh, and then when you either die or uh, retreat from that loop, uh, you can put... Um, those resources that you gathered into helping rebuild a village for the people who were gone. Uh, Cause you go back and there's all people there all of a sudden, despite you having been the only person left in this world. Uh, and you help them build a village and stuff. It's very cool. I like it a lot. It's really fun. Olivia has also been telling me about this game. It sounds pretty cool. It's pretty fuck cool. Highly recommended. Uh, it's, it was pretty cheap right now. It looks like it's only like a 16 or $20 game regularly. So, Hmm. Um, it was free on Epic a couple days ago. Oh, was it? I just picked it up for yeah. like eight bucks or something like that. It's great. High, high recommend. Uh, really fun. I have lost like the last, I've lost like 10 hours to it the last three days. Loop. You just, right. you just let the guy, he walks around, you put, you give him armor, you unlock other classes. Skeletons. Yeah. You unlock other classes and you get to summon skeletons. I'm all about skeletons. Well, Nora, let me sell you. <laughs> Maybe you should try Loop Hero because you get to be a Bone. guy who summons skeletons. Bone Lover Nora, they call me because of the skeletons. Because of the skeletons. You also, yeah. there's items that have the stat called Summon Quality, which just gives you better skeletons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is great. I love that about it. Um, I'm I always played... stacking Summon Quality. Oh, yeah. I also played a small game with skeletons in it. Called Dungeon Encounters. Called Dungeon Encounters! <laughs> I love this game. It's what the best what game. is it on, Nora? It's on PC, PS4, and Switch. What? Did you get it on the Switch? I got it on the Switch and on the PC, and Autumn, oh, I think, both. bought it on the PS4. Oh my god. <laughs> How's it run on your Switch? Perfectly fine. Okay. I, I'm genuinely curious. So, imagine a grid-based dungeon. Okay. And you see it sort of like from above and like tilted 45 degrees. A little bit. Um, and you're a guy and you're walking around and every time you step on a tile for the first time, it changes color. It like mm-hmm. fills in because you're charting it. And... um. When you finish walking through a level and stepping on all the squares, then you get ability points. And at certain places, you'll find abilities. And in order to activate them, you have to have a certain amount. So, you know, if you have three abilities that each cost five and you only have 12 ability points to allocate, you can only get two of those, you know? Sure. There is a number system for... Um, Events and encounters. I think there's a word for this, but it basically goes 0 to F, or 0 to 9, and then A to F in both digits. So it starts off 0, 0, and the final boss, in a little cute uh, looking thing, since it's a Square Enix game, the final Uh boss is called FF, which is 
I just thought that was funny. Um, and so you'll walk through and you'll see the events on the tiles. And you'll want to go over there and hit them and you'll remember, you know, oh, if I see 06, that's a healing fountain. 05 is a resurrection altar thing. Um, mm-hmm. And you just go through the dungeon. And the goal is to chart out the whole dungeon and defeat the final boss. The coordinates on the grid are visible on every screen because it's important. Because mm-hmm. you want to remember, like, oh, I uh, I want to, like, if you die, if you if your party wipes, then they'll stay right there. And you'll go to the academy, which is the, the zero, zero, the... Um, the beginning floor, floor zero zero tile fifty x fifty y, and that hopefully you've got some guys parked there that you will then pick, make a party out of and set out to go and rescue your fallen companion. Go retrieve your better guys. Yeah. So when you go into the composition menu, you see the exact coordinates of all your guys. And well, that's good. <laughs> Yeah, but then there's also like a big bank of characters in there just labeled as wandering. And until you find the specific square that they're on and look in the menu to see if they're there, you won't know where the extra guys are. I feel like this would drive me insane. Somebody has, you know, gotten all that out of the game. Um, There's not a guide or a walkthrough, but there is like a compendium of information about the game (laughs) Uh, mostly like here's all the maps in an excel sheet um and here's the coordinates for the there are map and math riddles where you'll have a some weird math riddle to find the coordinates of a treasure or you'll see a snippet of a map and have to go find that square to find a treasure okay Uh, all of that has been like uh put up in this uh, Dungeon Encounters Compendium Project. So that's what I've been using to just sort of like peek in and see, oh, I'm on floor 50 now. I made it through the 40s. Was there anyone back there that I want to go back and like pick up? Uh, some of the characters like have some different baseline stats, but uh, broadly, the only, their only difference is their equipment because there's no like classes or anything. So they don't, they're a little interchangeable, but uh, they all have lots of character, despite only having like a couple of sentences of backstory each. Um, but one mm-hmm. of them is like, you know, the old guy who's running the academy. He's like um, organizing these attempts to go into the dungeon. I thought you were going to say it was like the day before he was going to retire and he had he got sucked into the dungeon. No, I think he still had some time on the clock. Okay. Um, there's like a girl who her backstory is that the, that guy, that old guy found her, gave her a name because she had no memory and now she wants to do dungeon stuff. Uh, there's also like, you know, McAlley, who is a guy who put on a headset and thinks that he's playing a video game, but he's actually been transported into this fantasy world. And he's walking around with a VTuber t-shirt and a, like a bomber (laughs) jacket. Don Hag. <laughs> He's wearing headphones and glasses, so it's basically Persona. Um, God. He's my party leader. I like him. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's also a giant uh, cleaning robot that has now sort of changed its programming to a cleaning robot. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I see where it's, we're coming it's from It's called the K2000. Uh-huh. Uh, it's just a big robot. It can't equip weapons and armor, but it can equip ma- uh, machine parts that you find. Um, then, you know, there's a dog with a sword who used to be a, a small boy. Um, there's, uh, several different, just like fantasy type guys. One of whom is like a MILF who just needs more money to pay for like rent and stuff. And she got a job. And when she showed up to the job, it was closed because of the dungeon. <laughs> the guys like <laughs> left town. Because, Sorry folks, uh, dungeons there. <laughs> Well, this dungeon just appears next to this village, and people are like, I'm gonna get the fuck out of here. Fuck that. So, Manasar is like, uh, I've got twins, and my husband is an artist. I need to bring home some money. I'm going to the dungeon. I'm going with in my the dungeon. Shield. I've got a shield and a ponytail holder, and I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna get in there. <laughs> um, I'm always adventuring in the dungeon with only a shield. <laughs> uh but yeah then you're as you're going through you're picking up abilities that let you do things like uh move through spaces differently you know, like hop a square if you want to like skip an encounter events you have to activate but encounters if you touch that square then you're in a fight um and uh yeah. Eventually, yeah, it sounds I've, fun. I've just gotten to the part where there's traps now. Uh-oh. Uh, which, uh, you may have seen a tweet about the treasure hunter enemy who's a little mouse with a sack. And his attack is to just steal 10,000 gold from you. That's that's a lot of gold. And the, these traps will also take 10,000 gold from you. That's, the, hey, it's a lot of gold. Yeah. But um, you might be playing this game and, like, not thinking about it. And then you lose a bunch of gold, and you're like, oh, that's fine. Uh, No, you can go negative into the gold and be in debt. In debt to who? The universe. Every time you put money in your pocket, (laughs) it gets whisked away because the treasure rat uh, took money from the future. Created hammer space in your pocket? What the fuck, dude? He steals the money from your future. That's All fucked future up. money that you are going to get. There's also enemies that can turn you into guinea pigs. Um, which you... Uh, you have to be like about halfway through the dungeon before you can address. There's one square in the game that heals it. And there's like a teleporter on floor 44 to go to like 94. And then from there to 97. And then you have to like maneuver down a straight corridor. Bypassing these um, end game encounters to like return your characters back from being guinea pigs and then teleport back up that's fucked up it's fucked up um now the reason all of this like all this is fun it's fun to walk through your little guy through the dungeon it's fun to like hold the auto run button and watch them go all the way down the little twists and turns um but the battle system is just one of the best RPG fights, like systems, I've played. 
It's very fast. Uh, this is a very like um, asset light game in the sense that like you have your little face plates for your guys and the enemies, and um, all of the spell and weapon effects are just like there might be like a slash across your face, or it might twist and warp your character picture and make a funny sound effect. Um, and the the rain draw here is like the actual execution of the RPG battles and of mapping the um, the floors, like finding hidden spaces. Because the battle system, you have three bars. Physical defense, magical defense, and hit points. And before um, you can do hit point damage and actually beat anybody, you have to tear through their defenses first. Which leads to things like skeletons that have one hit point and like a lot of defenses. Which um, you would address that by using an unarmed attack to do one hit point damage and thus wipe them out. Uh, or the katana weapons, which are only usable by one of the guys in the game, can do randomized damage straight to hit points. But it's not the Isekai guy? It's not the Isekai guy. What are we doing here? Come on. It's like a Ronin guy. I just think that that weeb should have the katana. <laughs> he has a gun in my game. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> I guess that's also acceptable. Weapons and spells. There's no MP. There's no items. Um, weapons and spells you can do... You Basically, you just have your two hands. And you can equip weapons or spells in those. Or sometimes you'll get a magic item. I had an ancient mirror that I could use that would have like a 70% chance... Or 75% chance to uh, turn someone to stone. Or shuriken. Uh, and the enchanted shuriken are things that you'll throw... And there's a 70% chance of just completely uh, eliminating either physical or magical defense. Um, but it's just a really, really fun battle system. Because, like, well, this enemy has way more physical than magical. So, obviously, I want to use spells. And they the weapons and spells are split into a bunch of different categories because a lot of things do fixed damage which i'm i haven't actually encountered much especially since i've been playing so many D inspired rpgs um where it's just like oh the sword says 30 you're gonna do 30 damage uh, or yeah axes and hammers do have like a number on them that tells you how good they are but the, the damage could be anywhere like you could have the, like, halberd that has thousands of attack power, and you could still, if you were unlucky, do, like, 80 damage instead of 4,000. Yeah. It just increases the cap there. And then there's, like, r enemies with the flying attribute that swords and axes can't hit. Um, so you want to use bows. And bows do fixed damage, but guns do randomized damage, but they attack all enemies. Because um, I guess you're just like spraying everyone down with bullets. Uh, there is a multi-target melee weapon, which is the spear. But obviously it's not going to work against flying enemies. Right. And then you have, you know, your spell that is, you know, it has like um, language modifiers. Like there's Maliflux, which is like randomized single target. Then there's 
Malafluxair, which is all targets, randomized damage. Then you have like Malio, which is single target, fixed damage. And Malier, which is uh, every, like, target all enemies with fixed damage. And um, so you just build your guys and stuff. Uh, there's accessories to change your, like, defenses or speed it's a it's an atb game and that's a really important part of the combat because you can see the enemy atb gauges as well as your own yeah and you can sort of strategize around like okay well uh modenali or i forget her name i think it's modenali uh she can't use magic she can't equip magic spells at all but she has a really good crossbow and she also has magic boots that give her bonus speed. So you can really see the difference on your gauges as she gets like two turns before some enemies go once. Sure. Um, so that's a good way of like, I want to like focus fire this guy because I think I can take him down before he gets a turn um, and things like that. And, or you might want to like specify a guy because you know that... Uh, He's gonna hit you with some bullshit. Um, if you're if you get petrified, for example, uh, you might just win that fight. You know, okay, the petrified party member doesn't get XP. That's expected. They're basically dead. And then you go back to the map and you try to move, and it says petrified party members can't be taken with you and must be left behind. So you have to take them out of your party, wherever you are in the dungeon, and just leave that statue of them there. Because you can't move it; it's a statue. It's fucked up. So you up. have you have to then go to the Gorgon altar, um, wherever you find one, and then input the coordinates that the statue is on to cure them of their uh, uh, petrification. Luckily, but that like info is in a menu, right? Yes. Okay, good, because that would be a nightmare otherwise. <laughs> yeah, you would have um, just the biggest notebooks trying to play this fucking game. Yeah, yeah. Um, everything is like it's it's pitched as a minimalist dungeon crawler, and that's basically the vibe here. You know, it, the assets are pretty simple to look at. Um, you know, there's no fancy Square Enix, you know, uh, cinematics or storylines here. Uh, but it's like so tightly executes on these mechanics. Um, that it's just really, really engaging to play. I called it enthralling to play on Twitter. I think that on Twitter.com is, is pretty pretty accurate. Yeah, it's just like a really, really good RPG system. Yeah. And it's gonna get twelve sales because <laughs> Square Enix just kind of like nudged just it out tossed the door. it out there. Yeah. yeah, all the music is just. Um, Classical music rearranged into butt rock by Uematsu. And there's sure, one for man. each for each ten floor section of the dungeon. There's, you know, ninety-nine floors. For each ten floors, there's a new battle theme. And so obviously when I got to the one that was like Ride of the Valkyries, it was like, oh now we're now we're cooking. Now yeah, this is gaming. Uh we'll see what the other like five levels are but yeah it's just really fucking cool it sounds good people like it there's a big round cat 
Yeah, and he eats guys. He eats guys. That's a... Oh, the abilities that you get, some of them, a lot of them, are... When this effect is active, you can't be poisoned. Or you can't be petrified. Or you can't be hit by instant death attacks. So... I've been ha- keeping all of those turned on. <laughs> yeah. Um it's I've it's so weird how this game like takes like has ideas that would be completely broken anywhere else but then like builds this game around them where like oh yeah, you can just turn off status ailments basically as you can go through the game or like there's no MP system. Your magic spells are just like weapons. Except that they do magic damage. So there's no, like, resource to, like, stop you from using a spell instead of a sword. Just, like, depending on what you needed. You're always able to keep using all of your stuff that you have equipped. Whereas, like... And there's no, like, items. There's no healing items or anything. But there are skills, like the dungeon movement powers, uh, that cost ability points to equip. And there's one for, like, you know, heal one party member or restore all of the physical defenses for the party. And those are, like, usage-based. So every time you stop at a event 04 is the adventurer's rest. And every time you rest, you reset and you get your five heals or your five uh, resurrections. But you can only use those abilities in battle. You can't, like, get out of the fight and heal up and revive people and stuff. You have to do it in a fight interesting yeah so you're always like keeping stock of your surroundings to see like okay how far away am i from either a teleporter or a healing spot you know um it's good to like it feels kind of like you're doing a dungeon expedition because you're like establishing base camps every 10 floors because every 10 floors you find a teleporter back to the to the surface level and so you're like okay i'm on 37 or 38 and i'm like starting to find enemies that i can't beat immediately do i go back and like go through the last seven levels again to like um to like to grind a little bit or do i try to get creative and try to go two more levels so that i can get a teleporter and then like really easily poke at this yeah um it's really fun. It sounds good. Game of the year. Sure. I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> I guess what I'm saying is playing it and uh, like f- uh, following Dia's advice to play Dungeon Encounters was a triumph. It was a big success. Yeah, Jesus. It's hard to overstate my satisfaction. Yes, this is the pod, whatever. This is the pod!
This is the pod. Yeah, we played Portal. We played Portal. I played I'm glad Portal we like finally got into it after 40 minutes. <laughs> I just wanted to talk about Dungeon Encounters. <laughs> You're fine. I just I just like looked back at Audacity. I was like, Jesus, we've been talking this long about stuff that isn't Portal. I mean, this is just like the time I spent an actual 15 minutes talking about the Game Boy Advance version of Eye of the Beholder. Yeah, that's true. Um, anyway. Yeah. What if a dungeon didn't have any guys in it? No, there's some there's some guys in this dungeon. Oh, there's some little guys, yeah. Okay. There's some little there's some funny little guys in this one. Yeah, that's true. Never mind. There's one weirdo. There's one little freaky weirdo in this game too. Which which one's the freaky weirdo? Uh the rat man. The rat man? It's the not a real man. guy. I never saw him. You saw his writing all over the walls. That's true, but I didn't see him. That's because he's dead. <laughs> oh, okay. His name is Doug Ratman. Uh, known right. as the Ratman. <laughs> Portal video game. Let me load up the Wikipedia page for this bad boy. Portal uh, was included in the orange box. You may have heard of it. You may have heard of it. <laughs> uh, Team Fortress 2? Team Fortress 2, you fucking hear about that one? It was Great really interesting. Game right there. Uh, booting up the external hard drive that I used in high school, not really remembering what I was into at the time, uh, just found like a time capsule of old TF2 memes. A list of hats you wanted? No, not hats. I was never into the hats, but it was just weird because it was just like, oh, this was really funny to me 10 years ago because it's the TF2 guy on the image. That's the joke. We do love the TF2 guys. I love the TF2 guys, I guess. Yeah. Autumn and I watched all of the Meet the Team videos recently in bed, and it was just like, yeah. Yeah, this Scout. did happen in the year 2008 or whatever. Remember Scout? He says, bonk. Yeah. Uh, who touched Sasha? Who touched Sasha? Everybody's asking. Everybody's asking. This is the plot of Twin Peaks. That is not the plot of Twin Peaks. (laughs) (laughs) And Half-Life 2 Episode 2, which was fine. Uh, Yeah, it was fine. But yeah, but also it include Portal. This was 2007? 2007, yes. October 10th, 2007. 14 years ago. Yes. Portal came out. Um you play as Chell. You are going through an uh, a test uh system that has been set up by Aperture Science, Aperture Laboratories uh because they invented a portal gun and they're having people test it. With and then puzzles. with puzzles and then that's basically it. No, there's a turn. And then they try and kill you, and then you escape, mm-hmm. and that's about it. And you fight GLaDOS. Yeah, that just didn't seem as important as the they try to kill you, and you get the fuck out of there. Mm-hmm. By killing GLaDOS, but she's not dead. She's still alive. That's the whole point, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, she has that line where she's like, you don't want to go back out there. It's bad out there. I can't save you from them. <laughs> Uh, because it's like 
Half-Life 2 is happening out there. <laughs> yeah, it does suck when Half-Life 2 is happening outside of your little outside of your little facility. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of it. Unless I was playing Half-Life 2, which yeah. I almost did for this episode, but Really? <laughs> I figured there's a chance we just play that for an episode on its own, so yeah. Yeah. There's a dog. I don't know if you can hear it. Uh, I could for a second, but I wasn't going to call attention to it. Uh, it's outside. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> so how do you like Portal? Uh, it's it's good. Still a good game. Uh, it's Still pretty small. Good. I was surprised when I beat it in less than two hours. Yes, <laughs> it's very small. <laughs> if you know what you're doing... Um, there were a couple puzzles where I remember being stuck on them uh, when the game came out. I would have been 17 at the time, so I guess I was uh, kind of a dumbo. Uh, <laughs> but there were there are still a couple of them that are like, wait, what the fuck is this? Oh, okay. Uh, that's still they're still they're not as hard as they were then. But every once in a while, I was like, wait, what the fuck do you want me to do? I had a bunch of those that were. Ended up just being because I wasn't paying attention. Uh, most of the ones that involved just bouncing the little energy orbs on a wall like four or five times, oh, those yeah. ones always made me go, wait, 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 wait. The ones and with then the I slanted, with like two slanted walls. Yes, those those ones are a little annoying. Yeah. But otherwise it was fine. Um, I think the part where you actually like leave the test chambers uh, is maybe the weakest part of the game. Uh, just because it's a little more, um, a little more difficult to figure out where they want you to go specifically. Yeah, although I, it does have the coolest moment in the game. What is the coolest moment in the uh, game? You come into this really big square, like cube rather, room with all these multi-layered like openings and rooms and and stuff. And as you enter, there's a moment. I think Glados like says something to you. But then all these, like, doors open all around the room. And the room is just crisscrossed by, like, 16 different laser turrets. Uh, or the laser sights for the turrets. And at the same time, this this really cool, like, um, valve drum and bass music that they love kicks up. As you have to, like, go through this huge room with all of these guys in it. And it's just, it's really, it's really good. Yeah, that one was okay. Uh, I like the one with all of the... They're like a bunch of pillars that are up different heights. And you just like bounce oh, between yeah. them. I think that's the room that is the most fun. Uh, Valve loves to drop a music on you when something sick happens. And it always works for me. I like. Yeah, it. I mean, they're right to do so. Yeah. I love when music is dropped on me during something sick. <laughs> Okay, well, Always that good. makes it sound like I'm dumb. No, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was a that was a who doesn't moment. You, you were like, yeah, that's sick. Every game where it happens, <laughs> that's true. It does happen in a lot of games. We did just talk about Revengeance. That's the core yeah. of that game. I'm pretty sure. Um, I'm just always seeking the high of the. Uh, antlion turret section in Half-Life 2. That's all. Yeah, that's fair. Well, you're never going to get it, but... Unless I play Half-Life 2. Unless you play Half-Life 2, you can do that. That's not even the best part of that game. 
No, but it's sick because the Vortigaunts show up and bring their theme music with them, and it's a cool fight. <laughs> they, they brought the boombox. <laughs> <laughs> the Vortigaunt pulls up the boombox. <laughs> uh-huh. Hang on. <laughs> I have to go make a mod for Portal. <laughs> Just replace all the radios. Replace all it the radios. It is so funny how often you hear uh, Still Alive Party Remix. <laughs> in every fucking room in this game. Just put Vortigaunts doing Fortnite dances in Portal, just like oh, yeah. in the rooms. Just no, instead of instead of all the parts where you find like uh Ratman's uh, scribblings, there's just a Vortigaunt <laughs> in there partying. Yeah. I can see it in my mind's eye and it's beautiful. It's great, yeah. Um I love, love those guys. Uh, not a single I, one of those in this game. No, no, there's no. Well, no, because you're stuck inside. You can't go outside. If you got outside for a minute, you would find one. But since you just get pulled right back in, no yeah. go. Um, I was going to play Portal Two yesterday, but then me and Press got distracted and played Loop Hero instead. Uh, which is mm. which is fine. Uh, because Portal Two, as I recall, is a lot longer and not in a good way. <laughs> like it's still I... good. It's still good, but I remember it being, like, a couple hours too long. That makes sense. I recently watched a Let's Play of it, and it seemed fine, but also that person knew what they were doing when they were playing it, so... Right. That's probably yeah. a factor. Um, I guess that that game really hinges on humor in a way that Portal 1 doesn't not as much lean on humor. Yeah, that's true. They really go, um... They, they really lean on the uh, cake being a lie and whatnot. They really write that one. <laughs> uh, and, K- and and Cave Johnson. Cave Johnson. Aperture Cave Johnson. Science. That's right. We do bad science. So you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Did you have any, like, favorite joke from this one? Or, like... Favorite glad hashtag funny Glados moments. Not really. I don't know. They were they were fine. I don't. She wasn't as funny as I remembered. Yeah, she was fine. Uh, when she starts freaking out after you uh, don't land in the incinerator, that's pretty good. <laughs> when she's like, "Hang on a minute, <laughs> how'd you get out of there? I know we gave you a portal gun, but that's not how it's supposed to happen. It's not. No." Um, what about you? Anything, anything really hitting? Uh, the little Half-Life 2 moment was fun for me. Which... I'm the person who freaked out because the Borealis was in Portal 2. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. I mean, I did at the time. Yeah. Uh. But that's not Portal. It's Portal 2. Yeah, I know. I'm just giving okay. context. Um. Yeah. So nothing? No. <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> um, besides yeah. what I already said. Yeah, it's it's a totally fine game. Uh it's it's still really fun and um I I'm curious, I guess, if Portal 2 is still uh mm. as as good as I remember it being, uh despite the length. I don't know, maybe I'm just imagining it being too long, but do we have anything uh, else about Portal? 
Uh, man, not really. Uh, the, you know what didn't hit at all was the companion cube thing. I forgot how short that section is. Yeah, that's true. That just, just does not hit anymore. It's just it got a heart on it. At the time, I guess. Uh, it hit at the time because I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> and I had it for a while. Uh, but this time it was about three minutes, maybe. Yeah. And then she's like, get rid of it. I'm like, you got it, boss. I tried messing with that to see if, like, like I put a different thing in the incinerator that was Oh, a different cube. cube. Not a cube. I think it was, like, a, uh, one of the cameras. Oh, sure. One of the GLaDOS cameras. Yeah. Um, yeah. Last boss fight is whatever. Little annoying. Little annoying. It's fine. I don't know. Not much to say about Portal, it turns out. Yeah. We'll have more to talk about when we read these emails. That's right. And you have to read them because you did not send them to me. (laughs) Uh, That's journalupdated at gmail.com. Journalupdated at gmail.com? That's right. Well, I'll be. It's an email address where you can send us questions. Uh, I'm sending you two of the emails that we got. I'll read the others. Okay. Our first email comes in from Crystal. Uh, Crystal says... It's loading, it's loading. Nora is the hero of the podcast and very cool. So. Oh, I'm, oh. I'm the, I'm the hero. <laughs> I forgot about this bit. yeah sure you're the hero i'm i'm the podcast villain that's right evil evil podcast villain yeah yeah everybody hates me for all my villainy on podcasts was there anything else in that email no okay (laughs) (laughs) this one was sent on december 4th (laughs) thank you great um Jennifer writes in uh, and says, Hi, Molly and Nora. With the year wrapping up, I'm trying to brainstorm my Game of the Year list. This used to be the easiest thing in the world for me, but whether it's stress from work, frozen sense of time because of the pandemic, or general fatigue with games, I have trouble remembering everything I've played without a spreadsheet. How do you keep track of what you've played? And does putting together a list of your favorite games still hold any appeal? Uh, I do keep a sheet because otherwise I would forget everything I've played that wasn't like three weeks ago. Uh, listen, if I didn't keep the spreadsheet, would I have remembered I played Final Fantasy 15 this year? Maybe. Who could say? <laughs> I probably would have remembered, though, because I think about the ending sometimes and I just cry. We that have a spreadsheet great. that we use for everything, uh, but I haven't updated it since, like, April, which is the second year in a row that this happens. <laughs> since use, like... starting this podcast, I've gotten very good at it. I use uh, Goodreads for books, and I'm starting to use um, Letterboxd more, especially because I watched five movies in the last 48 hours. Yeah. Uh, And there's Backlogged. I assume I would use Backlogged more if I can log into it at work. Mm, Yeah. Because that would be a great, (laughs) I'm not paying attention to things. uh, Yeah, sure. Time, yeah. 
but alas, I cannot, and so I just kind of update a spreadsheet when I remember to do so. Uh, I also but yeah, look through my screenshots because when I I use a program for screenshots that mm. names it after the whatever the program is. So that makes sense. I can be like, oh, RetroArch. What did I am you? Oh, Order <laughs> of the Griffin, Dungeons and Dragons, Order of the Griffin. Yeah, everybody knows that fucking one. Turbo Graphics sixteen. Okay, yeah, I remember that. Nora's favorite game. It's a good one. It's not the best, but it's pretty good. I I have no idea. I don't know anything about it. I'm sure you've told me about it. I don't remember a damn thing. Slayer for the th- 3DO. <laughs> <laughs> they got the whole band on there? What? There's a band called Slayer. Anyway, uh, <laughs> you gonna read the next email? Oh, you yeah. know what? I haven't put... I was gonna put together a Game of the Year list, and then I thought about it. I was like, eh. I put one together, eh. but I posted it on lock, so I can't find it. Oh, rip. <laughs> uh, what did I play this year? Let me look at video games I played this year. Um, played Hollow Knight again this year. That's still... That's still one of the best games. Uh, I've heard this. Uh, that's Code about Vane? it. Code Vein. I did not Is play that... Code Vein this year. Oh. That was last year. And even then, it would not be Game of the Year. <laughs> <laughs> um... Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, Deathloop was pretty good, but it wasn't the best game I played this year. Might be Loop Hero, but I I think I'm just high on it because I just played it for the first time in the mm-hmm. last couple days. Dungeon Apex Counters, Legends, still great. Apex, Apex Legends, great video game. Haven't played it in months. Great video game. Great game. Um, has it? Was that 2021 that we started? Was that this year? No, I think it was last year we started playing it. Or it's very early. It, no, it was February this year because the anniversary thing was going on. Yeah, I knew it was February. I couldn't yeah. tell if it was a year. It was year. this year. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, Dungeon Encounters or Eye of the Beholder for Game Boy Advance are probably my game of the year. Okay, yeah. Danny you know, writes a good Lost in. Odyssey. I played that this year. Great oh, game. Yeah. Danny writes in. Uh, somehow I keep fucking up sending in my email by misreading the schedule and sending in Skyrim a month early and then sending Until Dawn as a reply to the Skyrim email. I always thought Portal was fun and enjoyed playing it. I don't really have a question about it. Hope you had fun too. But I promised Nora I'd remind her of my Skyrim question so that we can have an extended lore discussion of the Dragon Break and Elder Scrolls. I'm going to bed. And, I'm going to and bed to be right specific, now. not the small time warp in the West, but the big one. So here's the email. Anytime I revisit Skyrim, I have fun for a few hours, but I get bored because it feels so, like so much like a generic Western fantasy that makes me wish the weirder settings and lore of earlier Elder Scrolls games. Two questions. One, what is your favorite bit of strange or ridiculous Elder Scrolls lore? I, I have no answer. I don't know any Elder you, Scrolls you lore, any. and I was going to keep it that way. <laughs> <laughs> Two, where were you when the dragon broke? At home, probably. <laughs> so Chillin'. There, there have been a couple of dragon breaks, and... You might recall that Akatosh, the god of time, is a dragon. It's yeah, a dragon. I've heard about this guy. Dragon break is when uh, time just gets fucked up. 
And uh, an example of this is the fact that in Daggerfall, you get a thing, and it's like, um, I think it's like a big metal golem or some kind of machine, and you can give it to one of six different characters to get a different ending. You can give it to the Empire, you can give it to the Orcs, you can give it to all these other factions. <coughs> and that determines the ending. And uh, the Dragon Break is basically a way of saying um, that there was a branching narrative choice here, but it all of them are true. And then, uh, you know, we just iron out the uh, complications as they come up. So there's this period wherein, like, one day you're just hanging out on the farm, and the next day your farm is in, like, a war zone because time shifted and, like, events changed. And it's all I hate when that weird. happens to me. Yeah. Other dragon breaks include at the death of um, the uh, Nerevar. Uh-huh. His first death. There was a dragon break happening at the same time there, um, which means, uh, which had the effect of like, no one really knows what happened because there's competing narratives from people who were there about what happened. Like this guy says that Nerevar was betrayed by the the tribunal and the tribunals say that that guy did it. Nobody really accepts what actually happened. Uh, because there's no way of knowing because of uh -huh. the dragon break. This is a pretty poor explanation of the dragon break. But basically, time got fucked up and a lot of different conflicting timelines happened at the same time. But now it's okay because the dragon god of time fixed it. So we just Thanks, move Akatosh. on from there. Yeah. Although there are obviously like that means you have conflicting in-universe historical accounts about what happens, which makes uh, like keeping track of the truth of the world difficult. Uh huh. Um, so there's a lot of like debates between people in that setting about what actually happened in history. So that's my from the hip recollection of Dragon Breaks. Okay. I think that Dragon Break is what turned... It might have retconned Tiber Septim into being a god. Also known as Talos. Oh, sure. I think. Because like, there's also parts where it's described that Tiber Septim took away the jungles of Cyrodiil and turned it into the place that it is in Oblivion. Uh, but it used to be like a different biome, basically. Uh, and he just, like, retconned it with his dragonborn stuff. I don't know. I don't really know all that much about this stuff, but I pick up little tidbits here and there. Okay. Could be that. Could be a lot of things. I don't know. And that's what the dragon bake really is, is where you go, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, okay. Thank you. I guess that's uh, that's it for that. You had one more email to read. 
I have one more email from Autumn who says, I heard there's a crazy thing about Half-Life opposing forces in this game. Is that true? Yes. I don't know what it is, though. There's some keyboards that happened to have the keys unlit for the letters in the name Adrian Shepard, who is the protagonist of Half-Life Opposing Forces. I see. But if you don't allow for repeating letters, then that anagram is also just hard penis. Great. I think. So. I'm not going to fact check you on this. I just believe it. You can say anything about Half-Life. Somebody will believe it. Somebody will believe it. That's true. Um, I think that was the pod. I think that was the pod, too. Uh, quiet one, but next month we'll be back with a bigger one. What are we doing next month? We're playing Dragon Age Origins and Awakening. And Awakening. I don't want... Uh, we're doing both. Mm-hmm. Uh, because Awakening is just like another eight-hour thing on top of this, and I didn't want to make that its own month. What are we doing the month after that? Uh, I don't remember. You tell me. We didn't pick anything, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> we have Great. The, we we have two games out. Did we talk about Sleeping Dogs that month? Mm. No, because February is short. We wanted something that wasn't as... Oh, sure. I think we the only thing was that I kind of half suggested Half-Life 2. <laughs> um We will let you know what the next game is after Dragon Age. I'm sure Nora will put it at the end of this podcast maybe. I'm sure it'll be in the show notes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what? That's better. <laughs> That's way better. Um Hey Molly. Yes. You see this journal here? Mm-hmm. I've been thinking maybe it's updated. Do you want to do plugs, or are you going to do this? Where can people find you online? <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at your friend Wally, the Y-E-R, uh, on AudioEntropy.com on Totally Reprise, where we're uh, watching Twin Peaks. It whips. I've never seen it before, uh, and it's extremely good and so is our podcast so you should watch twin peaks and then listen to our podcast about twin peaks it's very good yeah. um i need mayo.com new new amory scores out there uh the end of the end of year of the black rainbow i think that's new since the last time we recorded i can't remember um and then what else do i do Eidolon, uh Eidolon playtest that we're wrapping up season two uh, we're recording the finales in like two weeks, I think, when we're recording this right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's fucked up. Uh, and that's it. Okay. You can find me on Twitter at NeitherNora. Find stuff I've done at NoraBlake.online. This podcast is part of the Abnormal Mapping Podcast Network, which you can find out more about at AbnormalMapping.com or Patreon.com slash AbnormalMapping. And you should give them money to listen to Blockbusters and VoIP Life. They're very good podcasts. Yes. And the Great Gundam Project. But you guys already know about that one. But you should be listening to Blockbusters and VoIP Life. Yeah. Uh, But if you want to do even more than that, tis the season and all. I run the Export Audio Podcast Network. And I make a lot of other podcasts over there. Like Attention Duelists, a Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast. 
or export audio itself. We just put up our Life Day special, which is our third annual special episode where we recorded an audio commentary track for the Star Wars Holiday Special. It was a good time. I haven't Um, listened to it yet, but I'm sure I will. Patrons of $5 on Export Audio can now get access to uh, Pop Town Funk, which is the podcast where Autumn and I roll on a big random list of Funkos and uh, or Funko Pop figures, if you're not familiar. Um, and then we'd like watch that movie or whatever. We did a Goofy movie. We did a Princess Bride. And next we're going to watch Death Kappa. Because we got a Kappa Funko Pop, and we were just looking for it. Just a Kappa? Just a Kappa. <laughs> and it was like, well, I think there might be a Kappa in Karas, the uh, Tatsunoko anniversary OVA, with that guy who turns into a jet. But we'd found uh, Death Kappa because one Hideaki Otto is a. Uh, uh, a character in that movie he shows up as like a a security guard or something um which we thought was fun so if we can fucking download it it seems like the torrents don't work but that's a great podcast a lot of fun it's good someday someday we'll have to watch something marvel i'm sure (laughs) oh you will i mean you will do that anyway apparently without a funko pop so listen uh huh. We were high. I make better choices when I'm high than you do, apparently. And because uh, I have never once thought I'm going to get high and watch a Marvel movie. <sighs> we wanted to just put something on, and we talked for a while about which Marvel movie we were going to watch because it was like, well, either we'll do something that Autumn hasn't seen from like when they dropped off, which would be like Doctor Strange, or something that neither of us had seen but that would have left us with like Guardians of the Galaxy 2 so eventually we just picked Spider-Man yeah I almost got them to watch Eternals with me but alas Mm -hmm. that'll have to wait this was the pod this was the pod now do you think this journal looks updated? yeah it looks updated now updated my journal This was a triumph I'm making a note here Huge success It's hard to overstate my satisfaction Aperture science We do what we must Because we can For the good of all of us Except the ones who are dead But there's no sense crying over every mistake You just keep on trying till you run out of cake And the science gets done And you make a neat gun For the people who are still alive
Try to be safe.